Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and just hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Kelly Coggins. She's the executive director for Heartfelt Ministries. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Colby, for having me. I'm excited to be able to share Heartfelt with the community. Yes. Okay, so please share. What do you guys do? So Heartfelt has been around, this is our 18th year. So we have really been around for a while, but we kind of flown under the radar. We're uh, not a huge nonprofit, but we are a nonprofit here in Jacksonville. And our whole mission is to keep seniors in their homes as long as possible. And we do that through a network of community volunteers. We have about 200 on average every year who help our seniors in the community. So Kelly, you said you want to help seniors stay in their homes. Why is that? And then how do you even begin to do that? So here's the challenge for the majority of the seniors that we serve. They live below the poverty line. So they don't have the luxury to move into an assisted living facility or, you know, a, a transitional facility. Most of them, unfortunately, will end up in a nursing home. And if they want, if they can stay in their home as long as possible, that's what we're going to help them do. And the way we help them do that is we provide services that help them stay in their home. For instance, our, our primary service is companionship. Seniors get lonely if they don't have family around, if they don't have friends, if they're homebound. And we provide volunteers who go in the home and provide that companionship and also help them with non-medical practical tasks like running a vacuum cleaner for a senior who has arthritis is really challenging. How do these seniors even begin to link up with you guys for that companionship if that's all they need? Yeah, well, that's not all they need. Therein lies the challenge. That's just one Mm -hmm. part of the program that we have. We also build wheelchair ramps and install grab bars and railings. So that's part of our safety program. And then we have a program called the Heart Fund. And through the Heart Fund, we help them with emergency financial assistance and minor home repairs. And then we also have a transportation program. We have currently just have one van. We are actively praying and searching and um, trying to expand that program because it's a desperate need for seniors to be able to get to and from a doctor's appointment. So we have those four different programs and we are very well known in the social work world. So say a senior has an incident, they have a fall, they get sick, they end up in the hospital, they're assigned a caseworker, and those caseworkers know about us. And then you're assigned them? So yeah, they come into Heartfelt and then they complete an application and we determine at that point what their needs are. Do they need that companionship one-on-one volunteer or do they need transportation? Do they need a wheelchair ramp built? We currently have five wheelchair ramp teams Last year, we built 27 ramps and rails for our seniors, Um, and that's really huge. So if a senior has a fall and all of a sudden, you know, they've got a a broken leg and they're in a wheelchair for a while, how do they get out their front door? We recently built a ramp for a lady who hadn't been out of her home for four months. (gasps) Because she just physically couldn't get out? She physically could not get out because she didn't have a ramp. 
and she couldn't afford a ramp. Mm. A typical ramp runs almost $5,000. Services are free. Our services are free, Colby. That's what's huge about Heartfelt. So how are you able to put in a free ramp that traditionally costs $5,000 and then not to mention like the manpower for it as well? Well, we the first thing is we have amazing volunteers who donate all the labor. So mm. that's the best part. So the labor costs are free. We have a partnership with Builders First Source, so they give us the ramps at the materials at cost and deliver them for free. And then we are funded through grants, private donations, fundraisers, and we have some church partners who support us. And all of that goes back out to the clients. So really you're you're totally funded by the community. And that's that's why everything can be we, totally free. Exactly. So, Kelly, I kind of want to go back on some of the things that you said you provide. So definitely companionship on the wheelchair and like safety ramps and even like the transportation program is pretty self-explanatory. But what is the HEART Fund? So the HEART Fund is the minor home repairs and emergency financial assistance. So for a senior who lives on a very fixed income, say a pipe bursts under their home, they don't even know about it until they get a $1,000 JEA bill, which they can't afford Mm. to pay. So where Heartfelt steps in, we partner with JEA, we try and work with them to get that bill reduced. Um, Then we actually help pay the bill, and we have a relationship with a local plumber, plumbing company, and we send them out to, to fix the repair. All of that is free to the client. So... That's the minor home repairs are basically plumbing, electrical, roof repairs. We don't do any replacements because they're too expensive. And then the emergency financial assistance side also includes um, critical needs like a refrigerator, a washer, a mattress, you name it. We have bought all those things for our seniors. How often does something like that happen where you guys need to step in? We average 300 calls a month for help from the seniors in our community. And, and they then the calls range from everything. You name it, they've called us to help for it. Um, but at the beginning, you said you have 200 volunteers. So how are you kind of able to spread everything out and make sure all areas are covered? Well, for the emergency financial assistance and minor home repairs through the HEART Fund, we pay for those, and those aren't done by volunteers. Those okay. are done by licensed contractors. So that isn't covered through the volunteer base. The volunteer base primarily does the companionship side, helping in the home, building the wheelchair ramps. They do yard cleanup projects. We have a mowing team. So they're helping with, if you look at it from the practical side of things that go on in the home and the, and the safety side, that's where the volunteers help. And is there a limit for what a senior can call? Like say they need their yard mode, but then also like they want that companionship. Can you offer that or it's kind of pick one? No, they can they can qualify for all of our services or, or one service. The only caveat is we do have a financial limit because we are... Um, funded by the community of $1,000 per client per year on any financial assistance. So that's the only limit. But there's no limit to how often they can use the transportation service. Mm -hmm. The only problem with our transportation, because we only have the one van, we are limited where we serve. And that's what I said earlier. We're desperately trying to expand that program so that we can serve uh, downtown and the north side of Jacksonville. And where where are you able to serve right now with that one van? Primarily uh, Mandarin, south side, and straight up to the airport. We don't serve the beaches because they have dial-a-ride out there. 
so they've already got a service, but basically everything else. There are 22 zip codes in Jacksonville that we serve with our van. And it sounds like, Kelly, man, you guys are able to meet a ton of needs. I mean, there's still definitely needs out there that have been or have gone unmet. But can you share some some success stories that keep you wanting to come back and like keep you answering the phone calls and going to these seniors' homes? Sure. Um one of one of my favorite stories. We say there's a story every day in the Hartfield office, Colby. So, but one of my favorites is is Miss Fanny, and Miss Fanny is a client who came to us, and her husband was actually a city councilman in years past, and he um, became very ill, and they had to use all of their savings to, excuse me, go towards his health care, and he passed about seven years ago. Long story made short, she lives on a very fixed income, and her air conditioner went out in her home. She didn't mm. have air conditioning for one solid year. Oh, my she gosh. She was using fans. Yes. She was using fans, and it was running up her JEA bill. And to boot, she's in her late 70s, and she has asthma. So mm. can you imagine in that Florida heat and humidity trying to breathe, knowing that you have asthma without any air conditioning? So thankfully, we were able to partner with Elder Source and replace her air conditioning unit. And at the same time, we were able to match her with a volunteer so that she could have a phone buddy. And we try to keep the volunteers in the same general zip code so that they're not traveling across Jacksonville. You know, it's a very big city that we live in. But this particular client lives 30 miles from her volunteer and they drive the volunteer drives to see miss fanny they have developed this amazing relationship but we were able to get her air conditioning fixed so that she could breathe easier and another story is is mr john who lives right off of phillips highway or lived he passed last year off of phillips highway and did not have running water to his house he used his neighbor's hose to get water so this day and age yes so so what do you guys do we were able to work with a local plumber who donated his services and we paid for the meter the city charged fifteen hundred dollars we were able to get a donor to designate specifically to mr john we were able to get the meter installed and get running water to his home and I, the, one of the happiest days of heartfelt was when he called me and he, he said, Kelly, listen. And he just turned on the faucet. He was like a little kid running water. Something as basic as air conditioning and running water our seniors are struggling with in our own community. Why is there such a need for this help? Like with Miss Fanny, I mean, she had to use her savings on her husband and there was no money. But why is the need so firm here? You know, I think because our senior population is aging, number one. Um, We have the senior population has increased 12 percent in the last five years. So and it's going to continue to age. And especially as more and more people move to Florida, we're having this huge major major influx right now. And more people are coming here for the quality of life and, you know, the weather they're getting out of the snow. But they don't have the means to support, you know, at at a catastrophe. Basically, one little event happens, Mm -hmm. a pipe burst. You know, in Mr. John's case and Miss Fanny's case, you know, those were catastrophic events. Mr. John happened to have a well that dried up. That's what happened. And then all of a sudden he had no water. Mm. And what we try and do is, is I feel like my whole role at Harfeld is to build awareness for this organization. So more people know that we're out here. More people will will come to us and say, hey, I want to volunteer. We're always looking for volunteers. More people will come and support us and say, hey, I'll give you some money to help the Mr. Johns and the Miss Fannies. Right now we have an 
our active client count is 560 clients that we we are serving. And again, this is with like a $1,000 budget per client in a sense. Per client, right. But that's just for the minor home repairs and emergency financial assistance. All of our safety programs do not have a limit on them. So if someone needs um, our grab bars installed or a railing to get out their front door and down the steps or a ramp, there is not a cost on that. And say someone needs a ramp, then they may also have a JEA bill. We can pay both. You know, we can okay. we can handle both because anything that's a safety critical need does not have a dollar value placed to it. Only if it's basically a bill. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, again, I have the privilege of chatting with Kelly Coggins. She's the executive director for Heartfelt Ministries. And Kelly, what y'all are doing in the community is just so incredible. But I, I want to know what's your vision for the seniors in the community? You're able to serve so much, but what's your overall vision and kind of hope? Yeah, well, I, it's, it's a big one because, you know, God is a big God, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, my goal is that we can finally get to a point where anybody who calls us, we can help. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can't help. We Last year, um, we had to turn away 53% of the people who called for transportation assistance because we don't have another van. And that is just in that downtown and, like I said, northwest Jacksonville mm-hmm. area. So that our vision is to expand transportation, to expand the um, heart fund, the minor home repairs. You know, the longer we can keep these seniors in their homes and keep them out of a nursing home, their quality of life is better. They don't want to leave their homes. And we can provide companionship. You know, loneliness is a huge, huge issue with our seniors and their quality of their life and health. So my goal is to get to a point when a client calls us, we can't, we don't have to say, no, I'm sorry, we can't help you because today we do. And that is very, very difficult. Why is it so important that they stay in their homes? Whereas you just said loneliness is a huge issue and wouldn't that be fixed if they're in a nursing home with other people that are kind of in a similar position as them and even like round the clock nurses? You know, here's the thing about nursing homes. There, there, there are so many wonderful ones, but there are so many that, you know, it's just a lonely place. If you think about a senior who's in their home, they've lived in this home for 20, 30, 40 Miss Fanny's been there for 40 years in her home. That's her place. That's what she knows. She has to give that up to go to a place where she could possibly be in a room with someone else. It's a quality of life change. It, it is just, it's a very sad fact for them. And I, I don't, you know, I don't think if you asked any uh, one of our clients, are you looking forward to moving to a nursing home? That any one of them would say yes. They want to stay in their homes. And that's our goal, is to keep them in their homes as long as possible. And the, the sad reality is there is not enough space for clients in a nursing home. The current wait list is three years for a Medicare bed. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. So there's a lot of different services that you guys are able to offer, but what is the main one that y'all get calls about and you're able to fulfill? You know, I don't know that there's a main one, Colby. Um, obviously, transportation's huge because we don't have enough transportation services for seniors who are on a very fixed income. I mean, a lot of our seniors can't afford to pay 
or anything, let alone, you know, keeping the lights on sometimes. Um, so transportation's huge. We get a ton of calls for that. Roof repairs lately has been a huge thing. And of course, now with, that we're in hurricane season, those calls will escalate. Um, and the needs for a, a companion volunteer to come in and help with laundry or, or light housekeeping, changing the bed linens, running a vacuum, grocery shopping, and just having someone else to talk to. We have a Christmas program, and every year my goal is to touch all of our active clients at Christmas time. And the joy and the cards and the thank yous that we get is just what makes all this worthwhile because they really do appreciate us being here. And at the end of the day, like you could not do this without a supporting community. So do you have any fundraiser opportunities coming up where we can stand alongside you and show our support? Sure. Um, and, and anyone can go to Heartfelt, it's H-A-R-T-F-E-L-T dot org and learn more about us and you can donate through our website. As I tell everyone, we take all pennies. <laughs> um, but we do have two fundraisers with COVID as, as did all the other nonprofits. Um, our fundraiser last year was canceled. We, we have one coming up in September, and that is a, an event at the Alhambra. They're a great partner of Heartfelt. And the other one is at TPC Sawgrass, where we're having um, basically a reception on the lawn. And that, that event is primarily to raise funds for our transportation program so that we can continue to expand that. So, but again, you know, like I said, we, we, we will take volunteer. We, we take anybody who comes to Hartfield who wants to help us, no matter how they want to help. And you totally take volunteers. Is that something you're in need of? Yes, we definitely need volunteers. We need volunteers in two specific areas. The Mandarin area is a big need for us right now. And then the zip code 32218, which is up by the airport. We just don't have a lot of volunteers in either one of those two areas. For some reason right now, we're just weak and we keep getting clients coming in. And so we have a wait list for clients in those two areas who really could use a companion volunteer. And if we'd much rather build a wheelchair ramp than sit and chat and be a companion, can we pick where we're put? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have a wait list for wheelchair ramps. So in those, you know, we don't, those come in all over the city. So we could build a ranch ramp in 07 out of the beach, um, up by the airport. So we build wheelchair ramps everywhere. So if someone's handy, we're always looking for handy men. You know, you think about a senior who has um, arthritis. We don't want them on a step ladder climbing up to try and change a light bulb. So we're looking for handymen to come and do those kinds of tasks. That's why I said there's lots of ways that volunteers can serve at Heartfelt. We also have a prayer team. So if someone someone wants to, to you know, it, to be at home and say it's a, a stay-at-home mom and, you know, she, she said, hey, I'm a really good prayer. She could come to Heartfelt, be a volunteer, and we'd send her a list of clients to pray over. And, and Kelly, you said that Heartfelt has been going on for the past 18 years. So what kind of growth have you seen since then? Like whether it's financial growth or growth of needs, what's been changing over the past 18 years? Yeah, there's been a lot of growth. When I started Heartfelt in 2015, um, we had 100 clients that we were serving that year. So you can tell the growth and how much the client base mm -hmm. up to our 560. So the needs have definitely escalated. Um, the volunteers, we had, I think we had 125 volunteers then, and now we have 200, which is great. And like I said, the volunteers do all kinds of different things. We have a group of volunteers who just come in, believe it or not, in July of all months and build a ramp every year for us. And that's one of our church partners. 
Um, so, you know, that the growth has, has happened both in the client base and the volunteers. And then financially, we have grown as well. Our budget has, um, I, I won't tell you the amount because it sounds braggadocious, but no. God has really mm. uh, provided for Heartfelt and we have really grown, but we know we aren't done. We need mm. to serve more clients. So um, when we started, we just had that companionship program. And then when I came on in 16, we started the Heart Fund, which again, the minor home repairs and emergency financial assistance. Then we increased our ramp teams from one to five. And then we have the transportation program. So we've, we have grad, we have grown quite a bit in the last six years. And through all of this gro- growing, what sets you and your team apart? You know, the biggest thing is we're, we are a small staff. So our, our, admin rate is 6.5 we are you know basically everything we do goes back out to the clients mm-hmm. um and we are you know about having those volunteers who are willing to donate their time and their hours last year our volunteers donated over 10,500 hours back mm-hmm. to the clients so that's huge and then you know just being able to um expand these programs is really important to be able to grow and to serve more people. Well, Kelly, there's so much happening and and a lot of needs. Um, So as a member of the community, what do you need from us? You know, the biggest thing we need is, um, like I said, is for me is to build awareness so more people know we're here, more clients know who to call if they need help. And if you're looking to serve, you know, come to Heartfelt. And, you know, one of the things you said, what what sets us apart, all of our services are free. I can't reiterate that enough. So that is a big deal because you can go to a home health um, agency and pay for a nurse to come in and provide the services, companionship services we provide. But those costs are $23 an hour. And, of course, none of our clients could afford that. Um, and that's why I'm grateful that we're here so we can serve the underserved. We can serve the the seniors who who really do need the help in our community we need the community to know about us we need volunteers always like i said before we need funding we need all the things Kobe. it's just a matter of what like i said we we are just um being his hands and feet Mm -hmm. serving the seniors which is what you know we're all called to serve and i'd you know be grateful to talk to anybody who wants to ask me any questions about heartfelt and where can we go to find out more information um and ask for help and then apply to help so um if you have access to the internet obviously most of us do these days our website is heartfelt and it's h-a-r-t-f-e-l-t no e in heart as it was jane hart our founder's last name so it's h-a-r-t-f-e-l-t dot org that's our website and then our phone number to the office, if you want to call us, is 904-861-2799. And if you don't reach us, it just means that we're on the phone with another client and just leave us a message. We have a 24-hour return call policy, so we will definitely get back to you. Um, and then my email address, if someone wants to email me directly, I'm at kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at heartfelt, H-A-R-T-F-E-L-T.org. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for all you do and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on and letting me share, you know, just a little bit about what we do for our seniors. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.
If you are in the Southside, Bay Meadows, and Mandarin areas, great news. Tunis Fresh and Fast is now open on Bay Meadows Road at Old Kings Road. Seven days a week from 10 till 10, enjoy burgers, fish, chicken salad and wings, gyros, oysters, shrimp, and more. Call and your order will be ready. 904-551-0453-551-0453. The grand opening is going on at Tunis Fresh and Fast, 5201 Bay Meadows Road. Come by and say hello to Z, the founder. Ah, there's no place like Panera, where a bite of the toasty, saucy chipotle chicken avocado melt tastes like, oh, focaccia. A cool and refreshing strawberry poppy seed salad al fresco is so sweet. And a cheesy chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza in your favorite booth feels just right. So treat yourself, because there's no place like Panera. Order on the app today. Restrictions apply. Visit PaneraBread.com. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. These are unprecedented times, challenging how the YMCA works to strengthen community as we have for nearly 170 years. But we've always found ways to help people and communities in times of crisis. Right now, Ys across the country are providing emergency childcare, shelter, food programs, and outreach to seniors. But we can't do it alone. Whether you're connected to the Y or have a fond Y memory, we need you to stay with us. Reach out to your local Y today and stay with us for a better us. Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is it's really cool because we just get the chance and opportunity to chat with our neighbors. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Octavius Davis. Oh, I like how that rhymes. He's with the Family <laughs> Support Services. Octavius, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kobe. I really appreciate the opportunity to join you today. For sure. Now, now, give me a rundown on who Family Support Services is. Yes, Family Support Services of North Florida is a lead agency here in North Florida with fostering adoptions and family preservation so our entire focus and goal is to focus on families creating safe environments for children whether those children are with a foster parent with an adoptive parent or working to ensure we can keep the biological family unit together here in the jacksonville and nassau community you just said that super clean and clear, but that's not the reality. Like, how do you even begin to do that? Well, you know, we have some amazing community partners uh, in the in, in Jacksonville and Nassau County. So from Daniel Kids, Jewish Family and Community Services, and National Youth Advocacy Program, they actually provide the caseworkers 
for us to be able to get into the homes within the community to provide whatever services those families may need. So, um, you know, unfortunately, if, it, if there's a situation where a child has to be removed from their biological home and temporarily placed with a foster family, those caseworkers ensure that those families receive the additional support that they need, the foster families receive the additional support that they need while they have the child in, the, in their care. But then we also work to help the bio family get the services that they need so that they can ensure that they bring, um, get the parenting skills or whatever was necessary to have the child removed from the home. We make sure they get the support to bring things up to snuff so that the child can be placed back into their care as long as it's safe for the child to go back home. And what's some examples of what the bio family might need? Um, so one example of what a bio family may need, let's say you, you may have a new parent who you know ha- may have a newborn and they just don't necessarily have all of the parenting skills or, or the knowledge to be able to properly care for that child. So we're able to provide them with those additional resources in the form of classes that they think that they can go to uh, to help them gain that additional knowledge and skill sets. And there are times where that parent is partnered with a mentor of sorts to help them be able to better prepare so that when the child is placed back in their care, uh, they're able to parent that child successfully. And then during the meantime, while these children might be with the foster family, what kind of support services are you providing them? Well, for the foster families, those uh, supports range in a few different areas. So whether it's child care, whether it's health care through uh, Medicaid, I believe it is, that we provide for them, or even additional financial assistance. Uh, As a father of five children, uh, it it can be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The needs of a child, <laughs> right? So, if you have a a foster family who already has biological children of their own, and now you uh, a child comes into care and is placed with this family, you know that that extra mouth to feed or you know additional clothes to provide for that child. We like to provide additional supports and services for that family uh, to be able to you know take some of the edge off of the financial responsibility. When you sign up to become a foster parent, do you automatically get extra money? Well, that's a great question. Well, the Department of Children and Families already has um, funds set up to be able to be an additional support for those families. However, it does require for the foster parent to become licensed to gain access to those, those funds. So as long as a a foster parent goes through the process. There's a six-week training called Pride that they must go through to get licensed. Um, there's a background check and um, a home evaluation. A, a lot of different steps that they have to go through to make sure that it's a safe environment for the child to go to. Once they become licensed, uh, at least as a level one foster parent or higher, they'll then have access to those additional funds. But then, like you said, expenses come out of nowhere. A kid breaks an arm, you have to take them to the doctor. Yep. Just these crazy expenses. They're, they're growing and they're hungry and they need more food. And that's where FSS steps in in just one way by providing extra finances. Absolutely. Um, and so now what events do you have upcoming up or coming up, Octavius, where you're serving that foster care families? Well, Kobe, you know it's back. Yes, and- I know. What the heck? In like two weeks. <laughs> And literally, like, yes. And so it, it creeped up on, on everyone, I think, as it always does every year. Um, but, you know, back to school time is a time where 
for parents, it's, it can already be a high demand to make sure that the child has the school supplies that they need, the clothes that they need to go back to school. Well, for these children who have come into care, that need is there for them as well. Mm-hmm. So an event that we have coming up, it's called Pax for Jacks. And what Pax for Jacks is, it's an opportunity for us to provide school supplies and backpacks to children in care so that they can also experience going back to school despite what their home situation may be like. The goal is to help them feel a sense of normalcy Mm. going back into the school year because stability is so, so important to, to kids in general, specifically children in care. And so we wanted to be able to make sure that they, too, can go back with the necessary school supplies that they need uh, this school year. Now, it, it, if I can just give a, a quick breakdown on the history of this program, because it's yes. had to evolve over the past year and a half. So uh, about you know two years ago and even in years past, Florida Blue has been a tremendous partner with helping us be able to provide school supplies and backpacks to children in care. But the way that it was done previously, uh, we would hold uh, tri-annual trainings. Those are uh, three times a year we provide training services to our foster parents. Well, one of the uh, trainings takes place in August, but a year and a half, two years ago, these trainings used to take place in person. Mm-hmm. And so what would previously happen as like a little incentive <laughs> to motivate the, the parents to come out to the training, we would also say, hey, and by the way, after the training, you'll be able to get your school supplies and backpacks for your children in care so that they can uh, kick off the school year successfully. Well, of course, we, we hit unprecedented times with mm-hmm. COVID. However, the need for school supplies did not diminish for these children in care last year. So what we did at Family Support Services, we put our, our minds together to figure out how we could still go about providing these supplies, but minimizing the risk for our employees, our sponsors, and especially our families and children in care. So what we did was we converted the program from being an in-person event. We gave it a new snazzy name, Pax for Jack. <laughs> And we had to kind of, logistically, we had to change some some things up a bit. So we had an opportunity to contact a wholesaler of school supplies out of New Jersey. And what we discovered was that they provided backpacks, the paper, pencils, crayons, scissors. I mean, anything that you would need for a back-to-school kit, they already had it. So what we looked at as an organization was, okay, why don't we go ahead and create a Shopify store already have these pre-packaged book bags available through our Shopify store, and therefore our sponsors or community donors can just simply go to PaxForJacks.com, which is where our Shopify store hosts these items, purchase one or 20 or however many backpacks they need, and then on our end, on the back end, we already will have those items so that we can provide those backpacks to the caseworkers. The caseworkers then provides the backpacks to the children in care. They're able to successfully start the school year with everything they need, and we've minimized the risk of, you know, large groups of people coming together. So uh, that's how Packs for Jacks has evolved, and that's what we're in the midst of right now. Because, Colby, with the increase of COVID, we currently have over 1,400 kids in care. That we're providing backpacks for this year. 1,400 kids. That's a huge number. 
1,400 kids. And just to kind of give you some, some context, last year we provided for a little over 1,100 kids in care. Why do you yeah. think it's gone up so, so much? Well, you know, unfortunately, with the pandemic hitting, it's it's impacted a lot of families in a lot of different ways. And so we did see an influx of kids coming into care last year. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you the, the exact cause of, mm-hmm. of that number going up, but we do know that the, the, uh, the pandemic has impacted that with more kids coming into care. And so with that number increasing, you know, our goal is to meet the needs of these kids. And so it's required us to knock on a few uh, doors throughout the community in terms of corporate partners. And I'm glad that, you know, Florida Blue has decided to come back and assist us once again this year as a partner. Holland and Knight uh, Law Firm has agreed to come on board this year as a sponsor. Sunshine Health uh, they've answered the call, as has the Ritz Theater and Museum. So now, with us having this Shopify store, we're also looking to the community mm-hmm. to assist us by going to PaxForJacks.com. And the thing about it, Kobe, they can purchase or rather donate to these kids for less than twenty bucks because the backpacks cost less than twenty bucks to provide for one child. And you know what's crazy? I just read this statistic that school supplies has gone up 14% over the past year. And the average parent, I literally just read this because I'm one of four. So similar to you, my parents spent a ton of money on school supplies. But this year, parents are expected to spend 614 bucks per kid. So the fact that we can just donate $20 and make an impact is insane. And I'll tell you, as a father of five, mm-hmm. Kobe, I can tell you that that statistic is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you multiply that from my household. Now, now, thankfully, three of our girls, they're, they're young adults now. You know, two are serving in our military. Mm. Uh, the other, she's off on her own. So we only have two kids remaining here at home. So, you know, we're going to breach, you know, a, 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 maybe a thousand bucks this year for back to school. But a few years ago, when all five of them were home, oh, God, we had to save up for like three months leading up to back to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hand-me-downs galore. So you guys... Hey, come on. <laughs> are, so just to make it clear, does Family Support Services yeah. need physical donations, like backpacks and, and crowns and rulers, or do they need money? Excellent question. Uh, no, we do not need the physical backpacks. Yes, we do need money. But... We're not asking for the community to give the money directly to us. We're asking the community to visit our Shopify store, Pax, the number four, jacks.com, and they can do their donation right there on the website by either electing uh, which book bag they want to get. They can get a book bag for a child who's in VPK, elementary, middle, or high school, or they can simply elect to do a gift card for as little as five bucks. And then what we do on our end, we'll just apply that gift card to the backpacks uh, for that donor. So, yeah, there are a a number of different options once someone goes to the website. But, no, we're not asking for people to to bring backpacks to our doorstep. Just simply go to PaxForJax.com and make a donation there. Well, again, I have the privilege of chatting with Octavius Davis. He's with Family Support Services of North Florida. And we've been able to go over a lot of things. But right now we're kind of hitting on your most recent event, Pax for Jax. And Octavius, there's so many needs in our community, especially with the foster community. So why did you choose to fulfill this need of school supplies? We do our best to fulfill all of the major needs that 
a child would typically need throughout the year. So for the fall, it's backpacks and school supplies. During the holiday season, it's Christmas gifts that we provide through our Be an Angel program. And in the spring, it's Easter baskets that we like to provide for Uh our children in care. So, you know, we, we really seek to do our best to cushion that blow of coming into the foster care system for our children by helping them once again to experience stability and some sense of normalcy um, as any other child their age uh, during the different seasons of the year. Well, thank you so much for for fulfilling that need. And I want to switch gears a little bit from Pax for Jacks now yeah. to those of us who, who have this need in our hearts or this desire to possibly become foster parents. Is that something yes. they'd reach out to you for? Excellent question. So they can go to our website, fssjacks.com. Uh, I'm sorry, .org, if they'd like to foster. They're on our website. There's a lot of information about the supports that we offer and the need that's really current in our community for foster parents. And one of the things that I've noticed since working with the organization and within the foster care system, it's really a calling. You know, you you truly have to have a heart for uh, meeting the needs of these children because when that child comes into your home, it's it's like a child of your own. I mean, Mm -hmm. they need love. They need support. They need patience. They need understanding. No different from any other child. And for children who come into the system of care, there's an additional layer of for a potential foster parent to either already be trauma sensitive or be willing to go through our trauma sensitive training uh, is called core because these kids are trying to process you know how their world has been turned upside down and when you have chosen to open up your heart and your home to that child You know, it's going to be a journey for the both of you to understand what the other has gone through, but to still meet that child's need with the love and support as they're going through this process. So, yes, fssjacks.org is where someone can go if they're interested in becoming a foster parent. Uh, There's a inquiry form on our website that they can complete and our recruiter, whose name is Kelvin. I think you had an opportunity to talk with Kelvin last year even. Uh, Kelvin, he's our our recruiter for uh, potential foster parents, and he also deals with retention. So, uh, you know, Kelvin, he'll follow up with them and have a conversation and see if we're able to continue them through the process of of becoming licensed and a foster parent here in our community. And there's a lot to it, but Octavius, what would you tell people who are kind of teetering with the idea of possibly becoming a foster parent? You know, I am a firm believer in getting as much information as you can so you can make a decision based on full information Mm. versus partial information. So for someone who may be on the fence, it could be because there's just still a few pieces of information they don't yet have or some concerns that they may still have, but I think additional information can help clear it up for them. So even for those individuals, I would encourage them to still go to our website, complete the inquiry form, Have a conversation with Kelvin. Mm -hmm. Once you've had that conversation with Kelvin, it may be an opportunity for you to go and have another conversation. We do what's known as like a a, a face-to-face. We call it a face-to-face, but it's virtual right now because of 
uh, COVID. But even during that session, we share even more information. So I would encourage those individuals to just continue getting as much information as they can so they can make a decision based on full information. And I'm sure a lot of us think there is no way in heck I could be a foster parent. But what's the truth (laughs) to that? What are you looking for in these foster parents? Excellent question. So uh, there are a few you know, prerequisites that a person may have, must have. You must at least be 21 years old. Uh, you must be a U.S. citizen. You must pass a background screening. You must have a valid a Florida's driver's license, a vehicle in working condition, and current auto insurance. Those are just some basic standards that we look for. Um, things that are intangible, because the things that I just mentioned are mm, tangible, the yeah. intangible things that we're looking for are, are you compassionate? Are you patient? Are you loving? Do you have the ability to experience a, a child having a bad day and not label that child as being a bad child? No, they're just a child who had a bad day. Can you separate the behavior from the child and still continue to love them and support them as they're going through this transition period in their life? So those are some of the things that we're looking for, good quality foster parents here in our community that can absolutely place some uh, seeds of positivity and love into the hearts of our children. And I'm sure you can say this after having five kids, but you're not always going to feel loving and you're not always going to feel compassion or patience, and that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, because we're human. That's mm-hmm. natural, right? And, and that, too, is, is a part of the process. Just as I mentioned, you know, every kid doesn't have a good day. Some kids have bad days. Sometimes as parents, we have bad days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the resiliency of a parent to be able to bounce back and go to that child and say, you know, I realize that I probably didn't handle that situation the best way I could have. I'd like to apologize for that. I'm not perfect either. Can we start over? Now, I can tell you, as a father, I've had to do that probably more times than I can count. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I believe that my children have appreciated me being vulnerable and honest with them and me holding myself accountable mm. that, hey, I realize I'm not perfect either. I'm trying to figure this thing out just like you are. I missed the mark. Will you forgive me? And can we keep moving forward together? That's that's really what it's about. I, I think at the end of the day, just being honest and being vulnerable. And that's what Family Support Services is here to do, is stand beside you while, while you encompass those characteristics. And I, I want to yes. backtrack a little bit for Pax for Jacks. Octavius, tell me again how we can donate and how long donations are going to be available for. Absolutely. So if you'd like to contribute to our Pax for Jacks program, you can go to our website, paxforjacks.com. While they're on the website, you'll notice that there are different categories that you can contribute towards. You can either purchase backpacks for our little ones in BPK, our kids in elementary school, our kids in middle or high school. Those backpacks are less than 20 bucks. If you're in a situation where you truly want to give and 20 bucks may be difficult for you to come by, we recognize that as well. You can even donate towards a gift card. They're on the website for as little as $5. But PaxForJax.com is the website where you can get that done. And when is this closing? Uh, It ends on September 1st. So we have over 1,400 kids that we are 
I, I can say the word, but it just jumped out of my mouth. <laughs> so I'm going to say diligently. <laughs> We're diligently working to uh, provide for backpacks for these 1,400 plus kids in the community. So anything uh, that you and your family could do to help us along that road would be greatly appreciated. And this event is ending September 1st. But what other events do we have to look forward to with Family Support Services? Absolutely. So. Um, you know, we also service Nassau County, so we do a completely different back-to-school drive for our kids there in Nassau County, which, you know, I'd love to give a kudos to the Marauders uh, Golf Club out in Amelia Island. Uh, they've come on and have fully taken on our Tee It Up for School program for our kids in Nassau County with providing school supplies for them. And then November 1st, we kick off our Be an Angel holiday gift-giving program. Uh, Just very quickly about that, once again, for us, the goal is to help our children in care feel a sense of normalcy and stability. And so we give the kids an opportunity to make three wishes. Uh, They get a budget of $150, and they come up with three wishes that they would like for Christmas. Uh, Our team at Family Support Services, we then work to galvanize community members, organizations, and businesses uh, to help meet those needs that the children put out on their wish list. And then the caseworkers go and they deliver those Christmas gifts to the kids Mm. in December. So last year was absolutely amazing the way the community showed out for us. And so we're hoping to be able to uh, step up to the plate and meet the challenge again for our kids in care this year. Okay, so much to look forward to. And then one more thing, Octavius, if we're, again, kind of toying with the idea of possibly becoming foster parents, but we want more information, where do we go and who do we contact for that? Yes, you can go to FSS, that's Frank, F as in Frank, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, Jax, J-A-X, dot org. Right there on our website, you can go to our foster tab, and you'll see an inquiry form that you can complete. Once you complete that form, it's going to directly go to our foster parent recruiter and uh, retention specialist, Kelvin Lewis. He'll then follow up with you with a phone call and begin answering whatever questions that you may have about potentially becoming a foster parent. Okay. Well, Octavius, thank you so much for all you're doing, and thank you for being such a sweet neighbor in our neighborhood. Oh, my pleasure, Kobe. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.